and welcome to Regeneratively Speaking, a podcast brought to you by the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm Emily Gregg. And I'm Joshua Huntsberger. In each episode, we bring you interviews with guest researchers and our Institute's faculty covering the latest cutting-edge research on regenerative medicine. Today, we welcome the Chief Scientific Officer from our Institute, Dr. James Yu. He is also Professor at the Institute for Regenerative Medicine and affiliated with the Office Women in Medicine and Science and Associate Professor in the Department of Physiology and Pharmacology. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today, Dr. Yu. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So I was wondering if we could start off with some of the activities you manage at the Institute. Well, I wouldn't say manage, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my primary role uh, is to do research. Uh, however, I do uh, support and facilitate uh, research activities uh, for uh, many individuals at the Institute, uh, you know, primarily uh, our faculty members, uh, to make sure that uh, their research uh, goals uh, can be achieved. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we know that you have research interests in tissue engineering, so could you maybe describe to the layperson um, exactly what 3D bioprinting is? Yeah, you know, uh, 3D bioprinting is a fascinating uh, technology uh, that helps uh, you know, us to build a more sophisticated and uh, complex uh, tissues and organs uh, for uh, eventual use uh, in patients uh, in the future. Mm -hmm. Talking about the future, what are some of the exciting directions that UCW firm is taking this technology? You know, we, uh, you know, the main uh, mission uh, and goal uh, for W firm is to develop uh, regenerative regenerative medicine technologies uh, to help uh, the patients uh, eventually. Um, uh, so uh, developing new technologies, tissue engineering and regenerative medicine uh, technologies build a uh, new tissue and organs uh, that could be uh, used uh, in patients. Uh, so it uh, is a field that uh, will eventually change the way we practice medicine in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you uh, referenced some of the technology, so what would those be? Like the 3D ITOP printer, is that sort of what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, you know, uh, 3D ITOP printers uh, you know, is one of uh, the tools and technologies that have been developed mm -hmm. uh, in order for us to uh, make better tissues and organs, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but uh, there are other technologies that uh, would allow us to, uh, you know, bring uh, regenerative medicine uh, therapies faster mm -hmm. uh, to patients. Um, so speaking of sort of those technologies, we know that W Firm is currently developing a skin printer. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about this exciting technology? Yes, so skin printer uh, is one of the printers that we have, uh, you know, designed and built uh, for uh, specifically uh, for, uh, you know, skin uh, wound healing. So uh, this printer was, uh, the concept was um, initially, um, you know, it came up 
about 10 years ago uh, when uh, you know we uh, wanted to help our wounded uh, soldiers who were deployed back then uh, deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan and uh, many of them got hurt mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, and got burned uh, so uh, we were thinking is there any way that we can um, you know uh, help these soldiers uh, with a technology that could uh, provide, um, you know, skin faster uh, and better. So, uh, so uh, we, um, you know, developed uh, a system uh, that could uh, deliver skin uh, components or skin cells uh, to uh, the uh, wounded areas uh, for. Uh, those cells to eventually become, uh, you know, skin. Uh, so we, uh, you know, this uh, skin printer, we had, uh, you know, uh, two um, things uh, that uh, really, uh, you know, excited us. Uh, one thing is, you know, instead of bringing the wounded soldiers to the treatment center, we want to bring the treatment to uh, patients. So, mm -hmm. uh, so we, uh, build uh, the printer uh, as a mobile unit so that we can, uh, you know, bring uh, the printer, uh, bring the treatment to uh, the soldiers. And then uh, another uh, component uh, is uh, uh, building a scanner, uh, you know, on the printer. So meaning that um, you know, every wound is different. The extent of burn injury is different. So uh, we uh, incorporated a scanner onto this uh, printer so that it would identify the extent of injury, uh, including the uh, the surface dimension as well as the, uh, the depth uh, of the wound so that the scanner uh, would scan uh, the wound and determines uh, the volume uh, of the uh, defected uh, skin and then uh, you know the printer would uh, you know determine how many layers of each um, you know skin uh, cell components will need to be delivered uh, directly onto uh, the wound area so uh, so uh, having the printer as a mobile unit uh, and also having the the scanner uh, to uh, identify and accurately measure uh, the uh, skin defect would allow us to, uh, you know, uh, deliver uh, cells and uh, other, uh, you know, extracellular materials to uh, the skin to restore normal anatomy. Uh, anatomy. Yeah, wow. that is really exciting technology. That's very fascinating. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about some of these great technologies um, that we have here at WFIRM, but do you see any challenges to uh, 3D bioprinting or the skin printer in, in specific? Well, you know, the, of course, uh, there are challenges everywhere, right? Everywhere mm -hmm. you turn, uh, right. there are challenges. <laughs> yep. um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, in order... Uh, you know, I'm talking about the skin, uh, the uh, 3D printer in general. In order mm -hmm. for us to use uh, that fascinating tool uh, to uh, treat patients uh, in any application, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, the uh, printer has to be, 
yeah, develop further, uh, you know, uh, so that it can be used safely. So, uh, so there are three uh, main components uh, that need to be uh, improved: uh, hardware, uh, you know, printer itself, and then, uh, you know, the materials that you deliver. Uh, you know, we call it bio ink. It's like ink uh, in, you know, for printer. So uh, bioink uh, has to be uh, printable. Uh, it has to maintain uh, you know, mechanical stability. Uh, mm -hmm. It uh, has to uh, be uh, safe or biocompatible. So you know those uh, you know components needs to be fulfilled in order to be used uh, for any uh, type of application, especially for humans. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, uh, there are, uh, you know, biomaterials or bio inks uh, that are being used, but uh, those bio inks have to be, uh, you know, further developed uh, in order uh, for us to use it, uh, you know, uh, for applications and clinically. And uh, another uh, component uh, is software. You know, people, uh, you know, do not really think about software, but software is the driving, uh, a driver uh, for the, uh, the printer. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, much of the attention in the future will uh, be uh, more focused on developing uh, software that would allow us to uh, print, uh, better print, uh, you know, tissue uh, structures uh, in a more precise manner. So to sort of wrap up um, talking about bioprinting, where do you see this technology going in the next five to ten years? Well, you know, it's obvious, uh, you know, um, I do uh, truly believe that bioprinting will serve as a valuable tool uh, to develop and create uh, new tissues, uh, uh, you know, for application in patients. So, uh, you know, uh, currently bioprinter uh, has been used to uh, develop uh, different uh, you know, tissue types, and they have been used uh, in a preclinical setting, but, uh, you know, in five or ten years, uh, I do foresee uh, that uh, this uh, printer will be used uh, for actual, uh, you know, clinical applications. Great. That's very hopeful. Yeah. We have a large body of young scientists who listen to this podcast. We know you received both your MD and PhD from Korea University. Could you speak briefly about your early training and how this has prepared you for some of the exciting um, work that you're doing in regenerative medicine? Yeah, you know, I, um, I was originally trained as a uh, urologist, uh, you know, so uh, and then I joined Dr. Atala's, uh, you know, research group back in early 1990s. Uh, <laughs> yes. Dating yourself a little. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm not that old. No, <laughs> that's great. But uh, <clears throat> what, um, so that, uh, that was when I got uh, 
uh, introduced to uh, the exciting field of tissue engineering back then. It was uh, at the early stage, and as a trained uh, surgeon, uh, uh, it fascinated me uh, that you can actually build new tissues uh, mm -hmm. using patients' own cells. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was, uh, you know, I was shocked and I was um, amazed uh, and uh, got interested in, uh, you know, building tissues, um, you know, for patients eventually. So uh, as a trained physician, you can help uh, patients in many different ways. Uh, you can, uh, you know, uh, treat them individually or, uh, you know, uh, develop a new therapy that could eventually help uh, people widely, globally. Uh, so, um, and, you know, uh, of course, research was very interesting. So that was my turning point. So meeting with Dr. Tala was my turning point in my life and, um, you know, I think uh, so far it was, you know, it has been uh, an exciting journey, um, and you know we are very determined to, uh, you know, achieve our goal, uh, develop technologies that uh, and help patients. So, do you have any advice for for young scientists that are interested in uh, entering into this exciting area of uh, of regenerative medicine in terms of of training? And would you recommend is having both the MD and PhD is that um, has that served you well to have that both a clinical perspective and training um, and um, the uh, scientific rigor of, of a PhD and, and having that that research um, or, or are there other areas that you think um, are really um, going to be uh, expanding over the over the next years and young scientists should really think about bioengineering or, or, mm -hmm. or, or other areas? Yeah, so, uh, you know, from my experience, you know, uh, because I have uh, a background in medicine, it really helped me to understand what the patient needs. So uh, I guess uh, whatever you do, you have to, um, you know, identify what the needs are, you know, yeah. in order to uh, fulfill uh, or uh, you know, focus uh, towards, uh, you know, achieving your objectives. So, uh, you know, this field is very multidisciplinary and, uh, you know, and in many, uh, you know, individuals with different background can work and uh, contribute to the field. Uh, regenerative medicine is uh, an exciting field, I think. You know, Me not too. because yeah, not because <laughs> I'm doing it, but it is an exciting field. And as mentioned previously, uh, you know, I truly believe that this field uh, will change the way we practice medicine in the future. So this is very timely, and I. You know, for those uh, individuals uh, who really wants to get into uh, uh, this field and uh, learn more about it, uh, you know, I would strongly encourage, uh, you know, uh, you know those people. Uh, but uh, you know, you have to be creative. You want to uh, uh, do it. 
You know, you mm -hmm. have to be creative. You have to be passionate for what you're uh, doing. So if you have a clear uh, determination and clear goal, uh, then uh, you would really enjoy the field. Yeah, and, and that's a nice segue to my next question. We know that WFIRM has training opportunities for, for these young scientists who are, who are passionate and, and excited about, about doing research. Um, and some of these are, there's a visiting international scholars program, there's the, there's the summer scholars program, and the RegMed uh, Essentials course. Um, could you maybe talk a little bit about some of these training opportunities and how someone um, might be able to get get involved in these? No, absolutely. Uh, well, they can call me. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. No, no, no. Dr. Yu's <laughs> cell phone number is. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you know, uh, education and training is one of our uh, main uh, missions and objectives, you know, uh, and we, uh, you know, it is our goal uh, to train uh, and um, nurture our next generation scientists. So we're, you know, we're, that's uh, one of our major uh, focuses. And, uh, and you know, uh, like you said, we do have, uh, you know, uh, many uh, different programs, uh, you know, through, uh, you know, pretty much all levels. Uh, you know, we do have uh, high school uh, programs uh, to, uh, you know, introduce, uh, your regenerative medicine, and uh, actually, uh, many of them, uh, you know, after they, uh, you know, go through a program, they, uh, you know, they're interested in doing science and, you know, specifically uh, regenerative medicine. And we have uh, a, a summer program, summer internship program yeah. uh, that uh, has. Uh, has run, you know, many many years, and uh, and many of them, uh, you know, statistics show that many of them have uh, gone to, uh, you know, research or academia uh, in uh, our field. So, uh, you know, we do think that our program is, uh, you know, beneficial and have helped uh, many young individuals uh, to uh, set their uh, career path uh, mm -hmm. in, in our fields. And, you know, of course, we do have uh, international scholars uh, program. We, uh, you, know, um, you know, bring uh, those individuals from, uh, you know, worldwide, uh, you know, who uh, are interested in experiencing uh, learning uh, you know, uh, research in this area. So uh, we have, uh, you know, very different, uh, you know, programs that would uh, uh, help them uh, better understand and be involved uh, in research in this area. Great, yeah. excellent. And and so if, if they'd like to find out more, probably um, one uh, resource is our website. They can um, go to um, WFIRM's website find out more about about these training programs yeah yeah and and also uh, in the webs on the website uh, you know uh, they can uh, you know 
communicate with uh, Joan Shank, uh, who's the uh, director of our uh, training and education. Excellent. So uh, she would be a uh, very good resource, uh, and she would guide uh, any individuals who are interested uh, and have questions. Yeah, sounds like there's some great opportunities out there. Um, well, is there anything that we've missed? Um, is there any take-home messages that you want to leave to our listeners? Well, <laughs> I think regenerative medicine is the future. And, you know, I uh, am so excited. I have been excited for, you know, 20-some uh, years. Uh, <laughs> and I continue to be excited. Uh, you know, I wake up uh, excited uh, to, you know, engage uh, in, uh, you know, research, uh, research, uh, with the hope of uh, developing a better therapy or more uh, proper therapies uh, for patients who need them. Great, I think that's a great message to, to leave on that regenerative medicine is, is the future. And um, I think it's also inspiring how much ec excitement and passion that you bring um, to the Institute. And um, I'm excited what the, the next five to ten years will yeah. will bring us. Well, sounds, thank you, Dr. Yu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode. Be sure to listen next time. This podcast is a production of the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine, part of the Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. For more information, visit our website at www.wfirm.org or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFIRM News.